Live, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. They say that you can't folks, the ones wear boots and the ones don't. I believe, darling, you and me hold steady in the boot category. Goodbye, city life and nine-to-five living. Our corporate meetings are held in our kitchen. You can't beat our sweet retirement plan. Don't get sick and work as long as you can. This is how we hang and rattle. Raise my kids and raise some cattle. Let loose on Saturday night. Two steps under neon lights. Our life is good kind of crazy. Keep it together, you and me, baby. Cause the trick of the trade with life and wine. Tennessee, and uh, and I wasn't kidding. 
Right now, you can add sledgehammers to break the ice, you know, for the horse to keep mm-hmm. things moving. But how is it out? Yeah. Of- you haven't checked the weather out there today. Oh, it's bright and sunny, 36 degrees at the moment, but um, we don't have any bad weather on the horizon. We didn't have, you know, it's been lovely. Parts of the state have had some snow over the last few days, um, but Albuquerque is pretty much not, you know, the storms always seem to happen northern and they they don't seem to happen in our area. That's kind of rare. (laughs) You're just kind of blessed right where you are. Really are. Yeah, I'm it's actually. Really, yeah, it's a it's a wonderful location. Yeah, I'm actually looking at the weather right now, and it is 52 in Albuquerque. It's like spring. Nashville is 52, and uh, and where I am in Escalante, it's 45. So not bad weather everywhere. Not bad. Not bad yeah, for I, January. I was, yeah, I guess it was 36 when I. When I checked in like an hour ago, so yeah, it's well now my app is saying 48, but anyway, it's mild and beautiful. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that is great. That is great. Well, this is uh, another great show to kick things off for this brand new year of 2021, and we are excited to have the guests joining us today. We do have who do we have visiting with us on the Campfire Cafe? Well, we have um, Campfire Cafe, Ernie Sykes. He's a, he does it all. He's a poet, he's a musician, performer, he's an educator, plays a bunch of instruments. So he's a, like a one-man band. All right. So we're going to have a great time visiting with Ernie. And then on the Saddle Up America in the second hour of the show, Robert Eversole will be joining us. So we're going to have a great time talking with Robert as well. He's always entertaining it entertaining and informative. I'll say that in just a minute. Uh, But right now, let's take a listen to a great song from Ernie Seitz. It's one called Little Cowpoke. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Ernie today on the Campfire Cafe. A little cowpoke, poke, poking along. And I sing a cowpoke song as I go poking along. Yodelay, 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 poke, poking along. Yodelay, 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 poke, poke, poking along. I've got my hat and boots, poke, poking along. And I got a gun that shoots I go poking along Yo lay, yo lay, yo lay, yo lay Poke, poke along Yo lay, yo lay, yo lay, yo lay Poke, poke, poke along Cowpoke, pal. As I go 
uh, interesting how you got from Idaho to New York. Usually it's the other way around. You know, they have enough of New York City and New Jersey, and they head out west. You you headed the other way. Tell us how you got there. Well, it's been quite a few years back when they had uh, old song uh, old songs up in uh, Cody, Wyoming. They were doing the old Cowboy Song Festival, and and I've been entertaining for the Cody, Wyoming. Uh, Buffalo Bill Museum for oh probably three or four years and it was a grand time up there. It was beautiful. It's neat to go up to Cody and the museum was wonderful and they were they were sponsoring and hosting the whole the whole program and um, that was back in the days where there were some great entertainers like Sean Blackburn and, and Liz Masterson and, and yeah. they'd bring in some you know a lot of other great entertainers Glenn Orland Orland and Don Edwards and. I mean, we were all kind of on the same platform. It wasn't really, it seemed like we were all about on the same level back in them days, which has been a good long time ago. Cause, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been, I bet, about 27, almost 28 years ago. And mm-hmm. um, I was uh, one of their entertainers, and, and I got involved with doing education. They uh, had a special time when they brought school shows in. And so I was uh, entertaining as part of the, the educational prog- program, and um, a guy from uh, New York, Queens, uh, by the name of Dan Keyes, had come out there. I didn't know who he was at that time, but the, the theme, they had different themes. And this particular one was called Native American Indians and Cowboys, too. That was it. And uh, so they were celebrating the Native American Cowboys. And uh, uh, during the, the children's performance, uh, Dan Keyes had come out from Queens, New York, because he had a a program called Queens Metal, uh, Green Metal Farms, and and it was a very cool place. Uh, they had all these animals and critters around there, but it was educational, so it wasn't like a big pet and zoo. You learned a little bit about each animal. Right. And he just, he also included entertainment in in his uh, shows or during the during the time that they were open. It was all for school kids basically. And uh, so he was out there kind of snooping around a little bit because he was thinking about adding Indians to his uh, performance list. And uh, then he, he, he caught my performance and uh, really was uh, quite intrigued with what, uh, how I handled myself and, and the way I talked to the, the, the audience and to the kids, my relating to the, to the audience. And he asked me if I would be interested to come to New York now. I was I was very thrilled for the opportunity to say the least. Right. I mean, shoot, I hadn't been hardly any anywhere other than just in, in the uh, in the nor- in the west, you know, northwest and southwest, just kind of through California, Texas, Idaho, Montana, that country, you know, Nevada, and uh, so this was an opportunity for me to sort of uh, spread my wings, and I said I'd be glad to do it. So ended up going out to New York, and uh, and working for Dan for quite a few years just at his his uh, program. Uh, the farm, more or less, and then he wanted to do a stage production, which we uh, talked about and uh, and kind of used the same theme as Cowboys and Indians. Uh, and I ended up writing it, and pretty much uh, he produced it, but I ended up doing all the creative end of this thing, and we did it at Colon Center, which is a beautiful state-of-the-art performance space right there in Queens College. And, yeah. and uh, by, the, by the time it was all said and done, uh, it, it ran for almost four years, you know, seasonal, just through like January, February, March. Right. And, uh, and, and then he started up his, his Queens 
uh, Green Meadow Farm when the weather got nice again. It was, again, directed for kids, and we would draw an audience about 2,000 children a day. Goodness gracious. Yeah. And so it was just sort of it just sort of a landslide for me where I ended up going to New York and spending most of, good part of the winter up there, and then going of course going back to Idaho and and dealing with home and, and things around there and doing other shows here and there and festivals and uh, but that's how I ended up coming out here. But the one that really hooked me here was that my wife was going to college there, not at the time she wasn't my wife, but then, and that's how we met. And, and she's a New Yorker and a ballet pianist for ballet in New York. And so her, her livelihood was here. And my livelihood was about anywhere I could get an airline ticket to go to. So I ended up basically starting to root in here. Cry. Wow. Wow. I guess wow. that's kind of how I got out here. <laughs> yeah. It it's is kind of how you got out there. It was a good move, and it's amazing. How, it's amazing how our wives can move us around, you know, <laughs> to different. <laughs> and this is coming uh, from firsthand experience. I know. Absolutely, I know. absolutely, absolutely. Oh wow. wow! Well, listen, let's listen to one of your other great songs. This one called "Great American Hero." We're going to come back and talk more with Ernie, and. Um, We'll find out maybe a little bit more about the educational programs that he's done as well. You're listening to the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. There are trails that lead a mile, trails that lead them back, roots so worn and dusty. Just like their weathered hats Their horses and their women Are different but yet the same They're the keepers of the prairie And cowboy is his name Some may form in ranches While others buckaroo Trade for horse and cattle Even wrangle dudes they're independent critters, all different but yet the same. Cause they love just what they're doing, and cowboy is his name. So let the cowboy ride again, last singing in a song. Though it may be sung out of tune, and the lyrics kind of long. Let's raise our glasses high, each one of us. To that great American hero And cowboy is his name Their life's in search of fortune But mostly it's just luck Wages spent in honky-tonks Tires for the truck My poor friend I bet the one can't be found To raise a glass to celebrate Sing the blues when you're feeling down Cause he marks a man For what he's worth And not just what you see With a heart filled full of passion And a spirit that runs free Like a river Dry weather, snow or rain He's Mother Nature 
of course, there's a lot of trail between that and the time you start entertaining <laughs> folks. But uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of how it kind of got started, I believe, Bobby. And you play a number of instruments. The uh, the second instrument besides the guitar for me was, uh, even though I had a, a fascination with banjo, uh, and I had a, had an old five string banjo, and and uh, and I it's fun to play, but I never really felt like I had a I had a handle on it back when I was learning back when I was in my teens. Uh, but a neighbor if he moved. And uh, his name was Joe Snow, a great musician, absolutely a fantastic musician, played up in Sun Valley in the Duchin room with the jazz musicians. And But he was a great, great rooted guy, and he liked to play the accordion. And, and he would bring me along. We'd go play for some old Dutch farmers occasionally out there in Idaho for the, the dairymen. And he had this old mandolin, and I helped him move. And I was interested in the instrument. I really had never been around one, one much, but he – gave that to me for helping him move and uh and i started plunking around on the mandolin and ended up using that mandolin in a lot of recordings all, all the mandolin work you hear on the albums is uh, me doing that and uh uh so i think my ukuleles and banjos i've improved immensely on things like that the mandolin the guitar it has strings on it i can thump on it it's fun, uh-huh. it's fun to be kind of a, a, a renaissance player you know so I can sit in with pickers, you know. I mean, if there's four guitar pickers in a circle, you want to bring your mandolin along, you know, and play around, you know, and have fun. Okay, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I think I've seen pictures of you with a upright bass too. Um, it's fun to look at photos of you. You're very active, and you're doing, you're playing a, a lot of different things, and you're engaged in a lot of different ways. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, I've got the chance to entertain with some with the world class entertainers. You know, you know some of the great swing players out of Texas, and uh, um, and and some of the entertain opened up for David Grisman. I don't know if that's in, and and personal friends with Mark O'Connor, and uh, uh, so these these are all great national players, and uh, yeah, and been around some some of the marvelous bluegrass, Jimmy and Jesse bluegrass music, and and I've and and. Having a little bit of a, uh, an overview on playing other instruments allows you to step into those circles and um, and keep up with everything. And I've been real fortunate that way. So I've had some wonderful influence and mentors in my life. Uh, Great American Hero album, uh, that great guitar player and playing on there is Rich O'Brien. And, oh wow! Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he's doing yeah, and and also Tommy uh, uh, Morell is playing the steel, and uh, we've we've lost Tommy was some time back and I'm glad that Rich is still with us and uh he's a wonderful guitar player and a super dude. So I've been able to be around some great players and I think it was Johnny Cash that told Chris Christopherson once that if you wanna fly with the Eagles you can't run with the turkeys and so I <laughs> <laughs> that been is around so true. Bogus too. Oh gosh. Yeah. Susan's mm-hmm. great yet last week, but uh, anyway, hey, let's get to another song now. This is one called okay. Evening Ride. Anything you want to tell us about this one? You know, the Evening Ride uh, is a song I wrote uh, just uh, kind of, uh, it was a beautiful evening in uh, southern Idaho, and uh, and of course, my some of my mentor players are the writers in the sky, 
And they were yeah. doing some songs like the Rainbow Trail and some really pretty uh, evening type music, you know, the, the trail songs of the setting sun. And uh, I just felt inspired and uh, took a little walk and, and I was enjoying the countryside. And uh, before you know it, by the time I got home, I had this thing running through my brain. And there it is right there, Evening Ride. All right, let's take a listen. We'll be back and talk more with Ernie Seitz on the Campfire Cafe. Thank you. Oh, the desert skies lie open and wide. Such a sight to view. And what a feeling I get inside to share this evening with you. We watch the sun set down in the west Cast its colors in your eyes And to have you so near to me On this evening ride Returning home beneath the starlit skies We watch the rise of the moon Can't you hear the coyotes cry? Legend is love in a tune. And this feeling I get inside every time I'm near you. Can't you hear my heartbeat sighing? I love you. We see our home in the valley below. It brings a welcome sight And to have you so near to me On this evening ride Turning home beneath the starlit skies We watch the rise of the moon Can't you hear the coyotes cry Legend is love in a tune And the feeling I get inside Every time I'm near you Can't you hear my heart beat sighing I love you We see our home in the valley below It brings a welcome sight And to have you so near to me On this evening ride Our love still grows by the campfire glow We kindle by this evening We kindle by this evening Evening Ride, Mr. Ernie Seitz. Great song, Ernie. I like it. I like it. Thank you, Gary. Thank you so much. 
You're welcome. All right. I had somebody tell me that I needed to ask you about your cowboy hat being stolen right off your head in New York <laughs> City. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, this this is uh, – you know that I kind of bring this into focus a little bit. You know the the cowboy hat, the two slim wears, and yeah. the Riders of Sky. Have you ever noticed that hat? It's a beautiful looking, uh, you know, it's a beautiful looking Stetson, high crown. And there's a guy up in Texas, in Boy, Texas, who uh, who was doing all this back then. You didn't see a lot of hats all carved up, and that's what that was. This uh, somebody taken and taken an underlayment and and uh, and really tricked out. Uh, Two Slim's hat. And, yeah. uh, of course, like I said, I was a good friend of these guys. So I, I lusted after that. You know, I thought, well, I got to I gotta get something like that. <laughs> and, uh, and so, <laughs> and so, uh, uh, and I did. I ended up getting the feller up there in, in Texas. To, he made me a beautiful, same guy did did uh, Slim's hat. And, yeah. And he put the, all these wonderful brands, all these Western brands around the rim. And, and it was really tricked out. It was a good-looking hat. Well, I was in New York uh, and uh, doing those shows I was telling you about, so I had all my gear with me, and I got invited to go to a guy who made hats down in the village, down in the in the uh, Green Greenwich Greenwich Greenwich. Yeah. Right. And yeah. uh, and he was actually from down here, guys, from down there in Kentucky way. Actually, Tennessee was where he was from. But, okay. Uh, and, but he was pretty. He had a nice southern. Uh, edge on him, and he invited my Barbara was my girlfriend at the time, but we would, he asked us if we would like come over to his house and have some gumbo, and uh, and I said, wow, that sounds so fun, you know. So, and because he was a hat a hat uh, hatter himself, which uh, and more city brims and things like that, he invited me over, and Barbara, and so I thought, well, I'm just going to wear this hat, and just you know, <laughs> get a good look at it, you know, and he was really excited about it, and we showed up. And, Oh, that was fun. The food was delicious. The company was fun, and and we talked about hats. And when the day comes, when the, later on in the evening time to go out, uh, and we're down in in the heart of this this area in New York, he said, "How are you guys getting? Uh, how, where are you going?" I said, "Well, we're going to go up here to the subway, I guess." Barbara knew her way home. I didn't, and but she, as long as I was following her, I could find find the couch. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And he's, hmm, he said, how are you going to go? Oh, we're just going to walk. He kind of got a, kind of a little bit pale look on his face. And he says, you know, man, you guys might want to consider taking a cab. I said, this, this may not be the safest area in the world for you to go drifting around in. And, uh, and I thought, well, geez, how hard could this be, you know? I mean, I'm wandering all over in the hills in the middle of the night. How hard would it be to walk four or five blocks down to the uh, subways, you know? And so uh, we appreciated him and, and uh, anyway, as it turned out, we had no problem getting down where we were going. And we got up on the main street called uh, the Avenue of America or American Avenue. And, uh, right. and the subway was, couldn't have been more than 50 feet in front of us where we were going down. Now, I got this big old hat on. And, of course, this ain't Fort Worth, Texas. This ain't <laughs> This is New York in the middle of the village. And uh, and and uh, and this hat has got you – know, it draws attention. And all of a sudden – out of nowhere, just about the time we got there, some, oh, well, it was, it was a, a black, about four black guys kind of drifting by, and one of them thought, obviously, he took a shine to that hat and 
he decided he was going to take it from me, and he did. <laughs> but he didn't get too far. <laughs> but now listen, this is going to sound redneck as all get out, but I was popping. <laughs> which, which my, which Barbara was just as surprised to see it as the guy was when I poked it in his nose, and right. uh, and I had I had no intention in using it, but it was a it was a leveler, and uh, <laughs> and, and and before too long, in a little bit of a skirmish, he took a big swing at me, but he missed me, and he kept encouraging me to shoot him, but I didn't, and. Uh, and he thought it was a cigarette lighter, but he didn't think it was a cigarette lighter for long because he threw my hat down and they scurried <laughs> off like quail in the in the bush. You know, they were gone. <laughs> and needless uh, <laughs> to say, my New York girlfriend Barbara, she just sort of stood there with her hands in her pocket, just going, "What just happened?" You know. And uh, <laughs> and oh, uh, she wanted me to go and tell a policeman that we just almost got robbed. I said, "I don't want to talk to nobody like that," you know. So anyway, needless to say, that's the story. I still got the hat. Still have the hat. <laughs> I still got the hat. Right? And I don't know. I got, I got an idea that the, the the gangster who was trying to get my hat from me probably thinks twice before he grabs a cowboy's hat off somebody's head. Probably so. Probably so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, that's I just had to hear that. I had to hear that. <laughs> so we're gonna. We're you know you're a doggone good poet as well as a great singer and. This is a poem that you've done called It's a Cowboy Thing. So I, I, I like to say thing, but it's a cowboy thing. Nice. And, uh, we're going to listen to that and come back in just a minute and talk more with uh, the um, Hat Bandito. It's a cowboy's thing when a cowboy <laughs> sings, when the night times get long and dreary, to make a rhyme to pass some time to make his soul feel cheery. When the night winds blow with the driven snow and his comfort's a hazy dream of a fire warm out of the storm and the cattle are resting easy. Why, it's 30 below and it's damn cold and your beard is frosted white and the world is crisp from the frozen hiss when the north wind blows at night. And voices ring and timbers sing to a sound that sounds so eerie and snow devils dance across a frozen expanse, and your eyes are blurred and teary. And you wish for day, the sunlight's rays, to warm the world and soul, cause now the coyotes howl, feels like your only pal, and your fire is burning low. And your spirits sink as the timbers creak, as you drift into a restless dream a family, and friends, and home once again far from these frozen peaks. But you chose your life of weather and strife. The outdoors is where you roam. Songs and tales of cattle trails away from people, brick and cobblestones. Then, like a crack from a cannon's blast, a new day comes busting through, and the world at night and all of its fright disappears in an azure blue. Another day, you think or say, as you pour yourself a cup, it's been a restless night, like the wild goose flight for a dream you can't give up. Yes, it's a cowboy's thing when a cowboy sings when the nights get long and dreary to make a rhyme, to pass some time, 
when his soul is down and weary, when the night winds blow with the driven snow and his comfort is a hazy dream of a fire warm out of the storms and the cattle are resting easy. It's a cowboy thing, an original poem by Ernie Seitz. Ernie is with us today, and it's from his CD, uh, Great American Hero. So, Ernie, um, you have performed with, oh, my goodness, just about everybody. Uh, I saw pictures of you with Roy Rogers, Michael Martin Murphy, Mary Kay, Kristen Harris. The the list goes on and on and on. Um, What was it like the first time you met Roy? And did you did you share the stage with him, or how did that come about? You know, you know, it's it's like you just can't imagine what it's like uh, for a, a cowboy singer. You know, from a little town of Wendell, Idaho, it's population about uh, twelve hundred people, and and you know, and you just you, you idolize the pioneers and, and and Roy Rogers and Dale Evans and all those great heroes, Gene Autry, and uh, you idolize them and. Uh, it was down in uh, Tucson, Arizona, when I first uh, got the chance to uh, associate with so many m- musicians that are were already in those circles, and uh, and Roy and Dale had come down there to be part of the WMI, WMA, and uh, and and yes, I got to entertain with Roy, and w- when I met Roy, it was it was uh, it was just like oh my gosh, you know. And <laughs> to be able to meet that, that and actually visit with him and look at him. And, and he's, he's a, actually of great stature. He was a, a, a very, pretty much like six foot tall or better. Not maybe not much more than that, but he was broad shouldered and very much looked like a grand athlete. And, uh, and Dale was full of life and, and, and vigor. Mm-hmm. And uh, w- we were doing a show at the, uh, there at the hotel in the evening, and uh, Roy, Roy and the Pioneers, and myself, Rex Allen, and, uh, and you know some of the other entertainers that were part of the the WMA were part, you know, guest entertainers. And uh, but later on, I got to know Dusty Rogers very well f- through uh, the SASS uh, Single Action Shooting Society when mm-hmm. they used to hold it in Ontario, California. And mm-hmm. uh, and Dusty and I became really close friends. Um, um, and I had really not had a chance to really get to sit down and, and really get to know Roy. Uh, you know, he was a celebrity, and, and he, he just didn't get a chance to, to go out and have dinner with him. But after I got to know uh, Dusty, uh, that association with Dusty, obviously, it was opening up some doors. And, uh, and then I was entertaining in, in Calico Ghost Town and Barstow, mm-hmm. and, of course, uh, Victorville is just around the corner. And uh, mm-hmm. it didn't take long for me to get down to the museum and, and get to see Roy on more of a personal level and Dusty. And then we had, finally, the time came when we got to actually sit down and have dinner. And, and uh, he was very personal. I and mean, he didn't really talk about himself. He was more talking about who I was, where I was from. Great communicator. And and uh, and then uh, they had the Festival of the West, I think it was called, and uh, – mm-hmm. In Arizona, Phoenix, or not Phoenix, was it Phoenix? Is that what it was called? Mary Brown, I, do you remember that name? Yeah, Mary Brown, oh yeah, I I want to say Phoenix, but yeah, but that's a very, very well-known festival, Festival of the West, yes. Yeah, and uh, and Dale, Roy had passed, and Dale was there in a wheelchair, 
and uh, mm-hmm. she uh, she and Lynn Anderson were going to sing Happy Trails mm-hmm. after a little bit of visiting on stage, and and I knew Lynn quite well too, and it entertained with her, and so when that came up, I th- I'm sure Lynn had an influence at that point, but she said to Dale, let's have Ernie Seitz be our guitar player on this thing. And so she uh, invited me, and there, there I was on stage with Lynn and Dale and uh, for the Festival of West. It was really, I mean, how, how cool can that get, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And we rehearsed the song, had it all figured out. Lynn told me exactly what key to play it in. And so we got on stage, and, and finally Dale looked at me. She, you know, she was really the one that was in charge. And she says, okay, let's hear the key. And so just with as proud as I could be, I strummed that first key in the chord, and she goes, oh, no, that's not the right key. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody was going to punk somebody, that was it right there. But no, it wasn't. You know, she was serious. And and so I very instantly was reaching for capos and um, figured if I got to get in the right key, so I moved it around a little bit, and she didn't like the second key either. And finally, Lynn just said, Ernie? Why don't you play it in the key that we rehearsed? And I said, okay. So I went right back to the first one that I started off on and played it. And Lynn and, and Dale goes, that's the right key. Well, there it was, right there. Oh, wow. Before sad phones and photographs, so I don't have anything other than the tale to say. And, of course, right. there was Rex right. Allen. What a great man he was, you know. And, mm-hmm. and Gene Autry, I got to entertain for his birthday party on two occasions in association with education, too. And I, I, and I think you have another hero too, because you're a roper. So I think uh, Will Rogers has to have had some impact on you, also. Oh, most certainly, most certainly. <laughs> what a, and I loved his humor. You know, I mean, I was probably attracted to, to his philosophy and his his humor as much as I was the trick roping. I was always fascinated with roping because we grew up on a ranch. And, uh, right. you know, to, 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 for throwing a rope, the first thing you learn how to do is catch a dog, chicken, and your little sister if you can get her. And, right, uh, right. Um, <laughs> and so I always always fascinated with the, with the, with the rope. And But I'll tell you who really inspired me with rope. It was uh, Too Slim, the writers, not Too mm-hmm. Slim, but uh, Woody Paul. Woody Paul yeah. was in was again in the WMA we had some wonderful celebrity musicians down there and entertainers and when they would do one of their shows Woody would put, pull out his trick rope and, and you know they were just basic tricks they were nothing really fancy not like what, what Will Rogers did but enough to and I was just absolutely after really knowing the concept of Will Rogers and actually get to see somebody do it and uh, I was just hooked and I, I spent hours and hours and hours and hours and a few bruised head from the Hondo hit me in the head trying to do Texas Kip, you know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, Will Rogers did that one Roping Fool video. You've probably both seen it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've never tried to rope a mouse, but I like the idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, trick gosh. roping, by the way. I ended up giving some lessons to a guy here in New York wanting to learn how to have a trick rope and uh and it was it was it's been fun. I never charged him anything I figured it was just passing the mantle on. But I've been around some marvelous ropers, yeah. Johnny uh, Lone Star 
he entertained uh, as a trick roper with that show Native American Indians Cowboys too, and he was good. This kid could get on a unicycle and bounce up and down and do the Texas skip, you know, and and uh, it was <laughs> pretty pretty darn good. And he did some mentoring with me as well, but he was he was probably 12 years old, you know, and I was you know 30 or something. It was quite a different age difference, but it didn't matter. Um, it takes a lot of skill. I don't know if you ever tried it, Bob. You ever tried to do any trick roping? Oh no, oh no. I no? I know. <laughs> I know. I would not have. No, I know. But I love to watch it, and I just think it's great fun. Yeah. It's a, never it's, tried. It's a lot of fun to do. Never tried to do What's any that? trick roping, but never tried to do any trick roping. But I did my younger brothers, so that was always a lot of fun. Oh, you did rope your <laughs> I sure did. I sure I did. I often say it's a trick if I catch something. That's my trick roping right there. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Let's take a listen to another song by Ernie. It's one called Silver on the Sage. We'll come back in a minute oh. more with Bobby oh, Bell. By and... the way, Silver on the Okay, let's do... okay, great. Thanks, Gary. Go, go for it. That'd be perfect. We'll, we'll go for it. We'll be back and we'll find out more about this song. the moon above so lie down don't eat let me dream of the one gal I love there's silver on a sage tonight we've been on the trail all day so lie down don't the sweet my and by there's silver on the sage tonight Thank you. 
hard-earned money on just buying winter gear because they come from the south and end up in that Montana country, and the winters were br- brutal. You know, they were horrible, big blizzards, and it was horrible stuff. And and so I kind of wanted to combine the idea of leaving the south, going to the north, and then then wishing to go back again and uh, going right. for a, a little more southern, like snowboarding. But, but uh, other than that, it, it has a traditional uh, overtone to it because uh, I want it to, to be a, a feeling of a real cowboy song. Chris Ledoux was interested in recording it, but it never happened, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, it is a great song. This trailing back to old Mexico. We're talking with Ernie Seitz today on the Campfire Cafe. I've been riding this trail so long I'm feeling old Her memories keep hanging on I can't let them go Oh Montana, you stole my songs And your winners are Trailing back to old Mexico Back where the weather's warm I met her in a border town Though it seems like years ago And I told her that I was off to Montana And how I loved her so Cowboy's life can be lonesome and hard Sometimes when the nights are long Singing slowly round a lone star herd Sleeping on the ground She would not go I got my saddle And a good horse to ride I'll be crossing The great divide Oh the hostels will chase me And the rivers will rise But I'll Be making good time Three thousand miles To Mexico Cattle no more Adios, me amigos I'm gone Oh, Montana You stole my songs And your winners are gone But now I'm trailing back To old Mexico Back where the weather
Sailing back to old Mexico, another original by our guest Ernie Seitz from his CD, Saddlebags and Wishes. So, Ernie, we know that everybody listening is going to want to acquire at least these two CDs, and I think you have seven in all. Where um, Direct us. Where can they find your music and more about you? Well, I think probably the best way to do that is obviously listen to your show. That would be the first thing I'd suggest people to do. (laughs) And And secondly, uh, my uh, uh, website is ErnieSites.com. And uh, and that's a great way to get in touch with me. And there's also some nice little uh, sound bites of, of the albums, and so people can kind of check things out. And uh, there's from the Western classics called Cowboy Classics, or original Idaho Winds, and Saddlebags and Wishes, and the Great American Hero, and I'm and uh, a songbook too I put out there not too off long ago. And the recent most recent one was uh, Trail Riding. So there's those are the albums, and there's little bits on there, and that's the best way to get in touch with me right there. If you got my phone number, you give me a call. That's that's a pretty good way to do it too. <laughs> and that's Bob, that's on the Bob, website. Bobby I had that to do that last and, night. She found it. So yes, <laughs> I did. Yeah, I was grateful that it was on the website. And of course, you're also oh, on yeah. Facebook, and it's just Ernie. Yes, how do you spell your last? How do you spell your last name, Ernie? So people get you it's, correctly. Uh, it's Ernie, of course. E R N I E S I T E S. There you go. That's good to know that. My good buddy here is O.J. Sykes, and he was involved Mm -hmm. with the WMA and putting out shows as well. And People would get us mixed up all the time. Thank me me for putting all that good music out there. And I go, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, we listen to it all the time. And I go, oh, shoot, man, you're you're looking for O.J. Yeah. Uh, Too funny. Too funny. Well, you have been an absolutely great guest today, and we certainly appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Thank you so much, well, Mr. Thank, Mr. Mr. Sites. Thank you both. S-I-T-E-S. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. All right. Yeah. Well, we look forward to having you come back with us again in the future, and maybe you got maybe you have some more tales like that uh, cowboy tale. So we, we'll have to visit oh, with you I, some more. I got I got some good rodeo so, uh, stories too. So you know. Anyway, you betcha. You betcha. Thanks again to both of you. You guys are grand. Wonderful. Well, you are wonderful. We're going to close out this session with a great song from Ernie. It's called Bandit Joe. When we come back, it's going to be time for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. And uh, we'll be right back. Out in the desert where no water would flow And the sand is as dry as the wind would blow The sun will burn your eyes right out When riding out of town on a lone black horse Ranger off an impossible course After the band joke That seemed long ago in a Texas town Ranger his true love had found Wedding day or set Then come right one day was a bad hombre Mine a black coal and a heart of cold clay And he stole his bride away To the desert he rides With six guns on his side And his mind he knows he Must find that bandit Joe Must find that bandit Joe Now just out of town The ranger found True love lying dead on the ground She had a bullet through her brain The canyons he heard laughed 
To a Texas Ranger, his bride at last, outlaw rolled away. To the desert he rides with six guns on his side. In his mind he knows he must find the band of joy. He's got to find the band of joy. Time out of mind, the ranger felt a bullet grazed his side, knocked him to the ground. He heard a sound, he turned around. Face to face, there he found the bandit Joe. Now the bandit was fast, but he was no match. The ranger that he met at last, a bullet found his mark, ripping through that bandit's heart. To the desert he rides with six guns on his side. In his mind he knows he would find that bandit Joe. He'd find the bandit Joe. Out in the desert where no water would flow, and the sand is as dry as the wind that would blow. Sun will burn your eyes right out. Come riding into town on a lone black horse, a ranger. Off an impossible course, kill the bandit Joe. Saddle Up America on the Equestrian C Radio Network. I'm Gary Holt, along with my co-host Bobby Bell, and welcome to the show now, Mr. Robert the Trailmeister Eversoul. Hey, Robert. Hello. How is the weather in Washington today? Today it is fabulous. Yesterday it was a little more challenging. <laughs> what, was, what was your <laughs> challenge, my friend? Oh, we had some 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 good winds coming through. I was they were I think we had gusts over seventy miles an hour. I think I think I saw. So oh, good night. had a lot of lot lot of trees and whatnot down. A lot of people uh, are still out of power. And, wow. Uh, and I am ever so glad to be talking on the phone with you because it gave me an excuse to put the chainsaw down from clearing trees off my fences. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I'm so sorry you've had that kind of weather, but uh, unfortunately, that happens to a lot of parts of the country. I know we get a lot of wind back in Tennessee. Yep. 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 And, um, well, we occasionally get some pretty good wind here in Escalante as well, too. So, you get a little windy in Albuquerque, Bobby? It does. It does get a little windy here. <clears throat> I guess that's partly why, well, no, the balloons can't go up when there's wind, so. <laughs> no, they don't want to get up um, but that, we do get, that windy. Yeah, but we do yeah. get them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the weather. You know, wait 10 minutes, it'll change. It will change. It was really <laughs> funny because they've had so much snow around Nashville. And, uh, oh, really? And then You're on sudden, stomping grounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like three different snowfalls that and the last one was just a couple of days ago. I talked to uh talked to 
friend, uh, Ray Evans, at Circle East Ranch yesterday. And he said, we've got five inches of snow on the ground, and we have been just snowed in for a couple of days. So, Oh, my. But it could be 72 tomorrow. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of the way the weather goes. Kind of the way the weather yep. goes. So I, talking about Tennessee, I uh, want to deviate for just a little bit from what I wanted to talk about. But I understand you're going to be up in the big top fork at True West Campgrounds with my friend Donna Martin before oh, that too long. I am. Yeah. So what, uh, what are you doing? We're going to do some uh, clinics on backcountry trail riding and camping. So we're going to talk about going into wilderness areas with, with you and your pony and uh, and hanging out for a few days. All right. Now, this will be your first time into the Big South Fork, won't it? It will. It will. Now, I don't know how far into the Big South Fork I'm going because as much as I'd like to bring – Bring the girls and or Ruger. That's a long trip to, to ask of them when I'm not going to have time to be tinkering with them a whole lot. So I think I'm going to leave them home, and uh, you know, maybe I'll go for a walk. I don't know. I don't know how go. far I'm going to leave, leave 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 from Donna's place. Go for a walk, or you can contact our friend Larry McMillan with Southeast Pack Trips up there, and he he. Rent some great horses. I know that oh, when Mary, there you go. Mary Kay and Mary Kay and I on our honeymoon went over to Larry's and rode with him up through the Big South Fork, and so oh, okay. he's got he's got some great horses. But it was funny, Robert, because I don't usually have to have a step stool or a help to get on a horse, but Larry had two of the biggest dadgum horses I've ever seen for <laughs> ride, and I had I had to I had to climb up a two step stool to get on that horse so oh my. but but it's, it's i felt like an old man i thought what is going on but anyway oh a lot, my. Lot, of fun, lot of fun and you will thoroughly enjoy the big south fork and with the folks at true west and uh and you definitely do not want to miss going down to cherry creek lodge while you're up there okay so, cherry creek lodge Cherit. Creek Lodge. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so when when is what's the date for that? Do you know? Do I know the? Do date? you know the date? Yeah. Yes, but do I remember it right off the top of my no. head? No. No. <laughs> okay. I got it. Later in the spring. <laughs> I got it. April thirtieth to May first. Oh, there, that'll be well, a of course. April thirtieth to May first. That'll be a beautiful time to be. There, things will start blooming, I, so that'll be yeah, pretty. Yeah, I think pretty so. I'm, I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be a great trip, and so I'll, I'll have, we'll have to check back with you and see what the Big South Fork was like. For yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so now I saw uh, a great article that you had done that you might talk about just a little bit, and that okay. is nine trailer projects. For the win. Oh, yeah, that had everything from, you know, making a better ladder to the to the kitchen boxes, all that good stuff. Yeah, and, well, he, this is the time of the year where I would dearly love to be south where y'all are. 
Yeah. Uh, but, but since I can't quite figure out how how we could effectively be snowbirds, uh, I guess I'm stuck up here. And unless I put put snowshoes or skis on on the mules, I'm kind of stuck for a little while. <laughs> so so this is the a good time of the year for. Um, you know, homebound projects. So tinkering with the trailer, um, you know, breaking out the stuff in the workbench and, and things like that, and you know, that that kind of stuff. My 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 game plan for this weekend was to work on the trailer and put a some new cabinet doors in. Okay. I've got a, uh, I, I what what would you call it? You know, you know, in an LQ trailer where you've got that bench step thing that goes up to the gooseneck where the bed usually right. is, you know? So I've got that spot. But yeah, I, I call have that a lift. challenge. A challenge. Yes. <laughs> well, and that's what it is. So to get to the storage underneath it, I have to take the the uh, the, the seat cushion things off and then lift the, lift the seat up to get underneath that storage space. So because I'm a huge fan of this old house, I decided that after watching enough of this old house episodes, I'm going to put a sliding door right in the front. So that that was my game plan, but now I'm going to be cutting and splitting and stacking trees this weekend. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> so for folks that are not splitting and cutting trees this weekend, what would be would be nine trailer projects they should look at working on while the winter winter weather is you know if 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 i think the best thing that i did with my trailer hands down was putting those solar panels in um you know that that opened up the world for us um you know you, you don't have to worry about a generator and fuel for said generator or anything like that it's yeah. quiet, it's efficient, uh, and it is something that people can install themselves. You don't have to be an electronics expert to do so. So, you know, the, that solar panel was, was easy and great. And another thing that is just, just handy is that, uh, that electric jack for, you know, to lift that trailer up and down off the truck. Um, you know, when we put that on it was just a world of difference from yeah. cranking up that cranking it. you know twisting that jack for forever cuz you know they've got the two types of jacks you know they got the geared ones and the regular ones the regular ones go up and down easy but you got to be a strong man to operate them and mm-hmm. then the ones that have gears well you don't have to be a strong man but you're going to be there for 3 hours <laughs> cuz you operate so slowly yeah 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 so with that electric jack, gee golly, I I turn the key and press a button and just listen to that sweet hum wow. <laughs> as she goes up or down. Um, you know, so that was nice. And really putting that in, other than making sure that you you can lift the front end of your of your trailer up, that's something that anybody can do. You know, but you got to have a, a one heck of a sturdy jack, lest you're trailer fall on the ground, which I think would be a bad thing. That would be a bad thing. So, <laughs> thing. so t- talk to us about those solar panels. So yeah, so I, I'm not accustomed to that, and I guess it's probably a more recent thing with trailers 
than I might be used to. But but uh, how difficult was it, and and what can those panels uh, for you? What can they generate for you? Well, everything. Um, no. Well, can they? Yeah. Um, cost efficiently? No. Uh, <laughs> if you wanted to 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 run. Um, Anything that's going to generate heat, so like an air conditioner. Air conditioners work by generating heat um, right. and just moving it from one place to another. You'd have to have so much juice to power that. It just really wouldn't be effective or, or, or cost effective. Um, but if all you want to do is lift that electric jack up and down, roll the awning in and out, turn the lights on, charge up phones, laptops, batteries, that type of thing, yeah. Work perfectly, you know. Run run a vent fan, no problem. All that kind of stuff. Um, and really, the the issue is not so much the solar panels. If you think of let's 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 think of an analogy here. Uh, so you've got your solar panels, and and if you think of them, you know they operate by creating electric current from the sun. So right. so if they're the electric panels are the hose that fills up your water trough for your horses. Gotcha. gotcha. So, so you've got the water coming out the hose, right? Right. How, and the the most important thing is the water trough. It's got to hold that water. It's got to hold that energy. Right. You know, so those are the batteries. Those are the batteries. Right. And then you've got your horses, and that's all the stuff that's using – you know, the the power. So, you know, they're using that energy. So how fast can the solar panels fill up that that water trough, you know, the batteries? Right. And how quickly are your horses sucking that water out? Is right. pretty much what it all boils down to. That's, that's I am great at analogies. That is a pretty yeah. doggone good analogy. So, so what does it take as far as solar power and the battery size to be able to run these different things. It it's entirely it, dependent on how how fast that horse is sucking up water. Okay. So anything that that's that generates heat is going to take more power. It's going to drain that battery quicker. Things that don't generate a lot of heat are like LED light bulbs. Um, fans don't generate a whole lot, so they don't have a whole lot of draw. Um, you know, if if you wanted to run a hot plate, then you might have some challenges. Uh, or a hair dryer might have some Micro- challenges. Microwave? Microwave work exactly. okay? Well, it depends on they come in various sizes and whatnot. Right. You know, and how long would you want to run it? Are you going to run it for an hour, or are you going to run it for 30 seconds? <laughs> you know? So all of that stuff, you, you really have to know this is what I want to run, and this is how I plan on operating it. And, and you kind of need to foot that out before you even start putting together your system. When I first started putting our system together, I had some some ideas of what I wanted to do. And they turned out to be completely wrong, but at least it gave me a starting point. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so, so let me let me ask is, you a question. Yeah. Let me ask you a question real quickly. So uh-huh. the, the biggest the biggest expense in the solar system is it the panels and the battery? 
battery or is it just the battery? What's what's the biggest expense? The biggest expenses are going to be your batteries. Okay. That's what it's I thought. going to be your batteries. Panels are pretty cheap anymore. Okay. Um, you know, and, and getting cheaper. Batteries are, are, are likewise coming down, uh, but they're still spendy. You know, you've also got some electronics to to meter that flow and to charge in the batteries and to kind of control all that good stuff. Um, and if you want to run, um, you know, household appliances, you know, that, that microwave or that hair dryer, now you're going to mm-hmm. have to turn that DC power from the batteries into AC power so that your device can operate it. You know, so you've got those bits and bobs, and, and it all adds up. Uh, but, you know, I have a 400-watt system on, on, uh, on our trailer, so four 100-watt panels up top. I have 200, 200 amps or 220 amps of batteries, so two, two batteries. Okay. Um, and then my inverter, which runs my, um, you know, my AC stuff. So, you know, how I charge up the, the laptop and things like that. You know, that's a, a 400 watt inverter, so a small one. That's what I change if I were to do it over again. I'd swap out the, for a larger inverter so I could run a little little hot plate instead okay. of my little Coleman gas stove. Right, uh, right. But you know, you could, and there's so many different manufacturers of stuff. Um, you know, but it's something that people can put together themselves. Um, what what kind of what kind of car we're looking at, Robert? To run a some like yours, like mine, eh, mm-hmm. about five thousand dollars. Wow, wow, wow! I mean that, which is a lot more expensive than you know a little Honda generator that puts out a lot more power. You know, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't have to worry about fuel or carbon monoxide. Um, and it's once the cost is done, it's done. And, and there's there's nothing to worry about. There's no maintenance or anything like that. Um, right. No additional so, fuel to buy. And don't have to worry about getting the fuel or increases. Right. Or anything. Yeah. Exactly. Now, you do have to worry about parking in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from the jay trees, huh? Yeah, and and that uh, that truly is is an issue because we camp during the summer, and, and I like up. parking under the trees so it stays nice and cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, you, you, it is something to to consider. Uh, but for me. The, I, I guess I'm just getting contrary in my old age because one of the things that just irks me to no end, and it's through nobody's fault but my own, is when you go to a horse camp, 7 o'clock rolls around, at, at 6.59 a.m., the birds are singing, and you're having that first cup of coffee. 7.01, everybody's firing up their generators so they can get their first cup of coffee going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got all that going on. Right. Exactly. And I understand the need for caffeine. 
I would never yeah. say don't do that, but it, for me, it kind of ruins the experience. I got you. This is pretty interesting. This is pretty interesting, I, and I think that's something for people to think about as they're planning what they may do uh, to their trailers, you know, whether they've got the solar system in place or not, if you're thinking mm-hmm. about it. You know, if you're thinking about adding to your living quarters trailer, whether you're building one or whether you have one that you've had, mm-hmm. uh, something to consider, you know, as far as the cost on those things. Right. So we want to come back and talk more with Robert Eversole, the trailmaster, in just a moment. And this has been really informative so far. But right now, let's take a listen to a song from the Cowboy Way. It's called Cowboy Till I Die. And we'll be back in a moment to talk more with Robert, the trailmaster. Mr. Eversoul and Bobby Bell on Saddle Up America. I spend my days with horses. That's just fine with me. Got a good woman by my side Just the way it's supposed to be I'll make the best of what comes my way There's no need to wonder why Cause I'm gonna be a cowboy till I die I'm not at home in the city It ain't the place for me I can't find my way when I'm there I just can't breathe I gotta see the mountain And the wide open sky Well, I guess I'll be a cowboy Till I die I'm gonna be a cowboy Till I die To that sweet by and by Till the good Lord says I'm ready For my home beyond the sky Well, I reckon I'll be a cowboy Till I
till I die. The Cowboy Way Trio from their brand new CD, Doing What We Do. We heard A Cowboy Till I Die. We're talking with Robert Eversole here on Saddle Up America. So, Robert, I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. Um, I was those gears. I was intrigued about how to start a fire with a headlamp and gum. Wasn't that cool? <laughs> so we want to know. Tell us more about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when when I'm not out on the trail, it gets kind of boring if I'm just <laughs> cooking or, or cleaning up poo. So I got to thinking about different ways to get a campfire going <laughs> and just started playing one day. <laughs> and um and so so we did that 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 video piece on different fire starters, you know. And yeah. you know, because boys will be boys, one thing led to another <laughs> and I thought, well, I always have a flashlight or you know of of some type with me and what do i need to make a fire out of it <laughs> so and i have to admit the gum part i don't chew gum so so i had to go to the grocery store and buy some gum so that i had some foil wrapper yeah so it was the foil yeah so you were thinking it's the wrapper, obviously, but the yeah. way that you um, that you tease us on your Facebook page, where you post a lots of interesting tips, um, <laughs> you say with gum. I'm like, okay, I, yeah. I think maybe with a wrapper, yeah. but what's he gonna do with gum? <laughs> well, you see, Bobby, that's what we call in the business clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> I so, fell for it. <laughs> yeah, well, I am glad that it did its job. <laughs> but but yeah, so if you can short out a battery, you can you can make flame. And and sometimes you want to make flame. Uh you know, if you really need that that cup of coffee because you didn't get a big enough solar system on your on your trailer. <laughs> We should just call you MacGyver. I think you should oh, be Robert MacGyver. <laughs> if only I had the hair. <laughs> oh, too funny. So what do they do after um so tell take us can you take us through the steps? Sure, sure. So take a battery. Um any battery, the bigger the better, of course. Um you know, I, I've tried it with a with a triple A, um, and I had to put a couple together. And all you really want to do is join that negative and positive end. Um, and if you have, like, the foil wrapper from, from a piece of gum, you know, it's important to have uh, that foil backed by, by something flammable. In the case of gum, you know, it's backed by paper. And all you do is you attach it to each end, just hold it there with your finger, and in short order that paper is going to get hot enough to create a quick flame. And you put that in your little tinder bundle and you know, that you've already prepared and and you've got a you've got a flame for for a little bit to get a fire going. So all you're doing is shorting out that battery. For the same it's it's the same thing that happens if you uh 
you know, stick a fork in a in an outlet, except this time we want it to happen. <laughs> well, yeah, and you suggest um, that you should do this outside, not in the office that you share with your wife. <laughs> yes, yes. Learn from my experiences. You won't get the hairy eyeball. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing, Robert? I'm making fire. <laughs> in the house? Yeah, it's cold outside. <laughs> Robert, get out of here. Oh gosh. Oh, <laughs> but uh but yeah, the 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 things that, that, that we do when it's cold and snowing and rainy. <laughs> and you're bored. And and, and you, you're bored. That's right. And you But I got you to also, tell you though. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say on the same on the same theme, you also posted a, a photo of a um, lighter, and uh, and and I'm going to post this on my Facebook page now with a video, a link to a video that you've done on um, mm-hmm. lighter hacks, a lighter yes. hack that will make starting yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and you know just things to remove the child safety band, yeah. <laughs> And, and and you're getting this information from a child at heart. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. But we've all been, oh you know, camping, either horses or otherwise, and we've tried to get a fire going, and it just doesn't want to go. You know, we've all been there. Um, and, you know, the 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 the, the, the headlamp and, and chewing gum thing, now, I'm not – I don't know that I'm going to trust that if my life depends on it, but it is fabulous for amazing your friends around the campfire. So, <laughs> you know, as, as well as, as some of the, the lighter things, you know, when it's cold out, I take that safety cap off every one of my lighters um, just because it's, it, it, it's a pain in the butt. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also want to keep a couple things – you know, accelerants, if you will, uh, like the rubber band. You'd be surprised how flammable rubber bands are. Oh. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably also <laughs> incredibly toxic. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I'm going to wait a little bit to, you know, get that marshmallow going. Um, but, yeah, just things that, you know, to keep in your in your saddlebags, Um you know, to help get that that campfire going. So wow. I had a lot of fun with that. If you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Hey Robert, I wanted to ask you real quickly. Uh, your your expos uh, are starting to pick up for this next year. Are they canceled? No. Yeah, they're all canceled. Really? They're yep. Yep. Uh, uh, the only one that I haven't heard back from yet, I'm assuming they're going to be canceled, is uh, Iowa. But all really? the rest of them have already been canceled. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, Equine Affair up in Ohio's done. Uh, Midwest and Madison, Wisconsin's done. All of the California ones have been canceled. The... Um, um, Washington ones have been canceled. Tennessee, weren't you headed back to Tennessee this year? Oh, that's canceled as well. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, a lot of the areas, you know, well, let's face it, you know, um, because I am so young, I don't know when I'll be able to get the vaccine. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's not going to be really widespread for a number of months. Um, and in the case of Tennessee, I believe, I believe Tennessee, but I know Madison, they're using those facilities as vaccination centers. You know, I hadn't heard that. I had not heard yep. that. Yeah. Yep. They're, because they're well, big, uh, big areas, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's that is sad. I was hoping for the second quarter of the year that things would be picking up for people. Well, so. you know, maybe maybe by end of summer, hopefully by fall. Uh, yeah. I hope so. But that's the reason why you know we're doing the 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 small clinics right. at uh, in Tennessee. We've got another small one in Ohio for the week prior, uh, looking into putting one on in Missouri, Texas, um, and then then Colorado, but small. I mean, we're, we're yeah. talking maximum 15, 20 people where we can all social distance um, and kind of kind of do it like that because uh, people still want you know, to get out and to learn and to do the same things they would do at the expos, but I, I just I don't smaller know that, that we're ever going to yeah. yeah smaller numbers that are more controllable, and I I don't know anybody that was really looking forward uh, to to expos. I mean, l- looking forward to meeting people, yeah, but do you want to take the chance? I know I was right. real keen on it, so. Right. Yeah, well, it, that's, it, it that's kind of stinks, but it is what it yeah. is. Yeah, it is disappointing. Well, hopefully things will change by the second quarter or uh, at least by the third quarter. I think most people are supposed to be vaccinated by the by the end of the second quarter of the year. I, I hope so. And, uh, I think for yeah. Washington, Celeste and I, we're in the May or later group. Uh, right now they're doing – out here, they're doing first responders, and if you're over 75, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you know that, I, and well, it's kind of like the like the the lockdown rules. They information changes by the day. Well, it, it does, <laughs> and uh, and I have seen I've seen some of my friends uh, in Tennessee that have been vaccinated, and they're like, got to be 30, 40 years old, you know. Okay. So, so that's kind of cool. But Tennessee was one of the hot spots as well as California. I think California was number one. Tennessee was number two as far as the yeah, percentage. Yeah, that's, that's not a that's not a number. That's not, not a number not one. That's that the happy one. <laughs> no, no, not 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 something that you want to brag on. But it is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, well, Robert, I'm looking forward to talking with you next month and seeing what's going on with you, my friend. Hope you get those trees cleared away. And, and, oh, uh, yay. Maybe, the wind, <laughs> maybe that wind will stay died down for a while out there. Yeah, so. it'll be fine. It's just the things that come along with having horses and mules. One of those uh, is so, taking yeah. care of fences to keep them from going on walkabout. That's right, and and having sledgehammers to break the ice, so that's some <laughs> cool stuff. Exactly. 
right. Trailmeister.com is his website, the most complete website on horse camping in the world. And and so be sure and visit Trailmeister.com and visit Robert and tune in next month for the second Thursday of the month when he'll be back with us on Saddle of America. Robert, have a good week. Good month. Thanks so much. You too. And Bobby, you take care as well. I will. We'll talk to you next month. All right. Bye bye now. Bye bye. We're going to take a listen to this song by Dan Corson, and we'll be back in just a moment on Saddle of America. Bobby, it's been fun today. 
We had a big it time. Has. Nights. Yeah. Right. yeah. It was so much fun. I love that story about the cowboy hat. The cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with cowboys in New York City. No. I'm telling you. And then Robert Ever <laughs> Robert Eversole is always so much fun. So enjoy always enjoy visiting with him. Hey, we've got uh, we've got an announcement I want to make about uh Rendezvous East in Tennessee. And uh that will be taking place at the Circle Guest Ranch June the seventeenth through the twentieth. I believe are the right dates on that. You can check that out at equestrianlegacy.net. But in addition to great trail riding, great concerts, great vendors, we're going to have uh, Richard Winters joining us as a clinician. So on Friday and Saturday, Richard will be hosting a clinic there. I think we'll accommodate about 15 people and their horses for the clinic, but people will be able to offer the clinic. Uh, if you attend Rendezvous East. And uh, so that's just uh, being announced. And then I think we'll have another clinician that we'll be talking about for Rendezvous West at Utah at Bryce Canyon, and that will be taking place September the 16th through the 19th. So some cool stuff that's coming up, and it's going to be a lot of fun and very educational for our horse friends that are out there. Uh, tell me what's going on with the Hero Collection. You're raising money for the Mustang Heritage Foundation, aren't you? We are. Um, this month and next, um, purchases from the Hero Collection for men, women, and home. Um, a portion of the proceeds goes to support the Mustang Heritage Foundation, so we're very excited about that. And we're going to have a contest. The details will be coming out um, Oh, in a probably another week or so we're partnering with author uh, Nancy Quinn um, and we're putting together a contest called baking with love and she loves to bake and she has a YouTube channel where she um, puts up videos of her in the kitchen and so we came up with a really really fun idea and there'll be some contest prizes and she might even bake up your recipe so stay tuned for details on baking with love all right that exciting stuff but um i got some exciting stuff right now we're going to get to another song and it's called the last cowboy song this is by the highwayman and when we come back we're going to be visiting more with bobby bell today on satellite america In a market on weekends selling tobacco and beer And his dreams of tomorrow surrounded by fences But he'll dream tonight of when fences weren't here He blazed the trail with Lewis and Clark Eyeball to eyeball, oh, why is back down? 
stood shoulder to shoulder with Travis in Texas Rode with the seventh when Custer went down Trinity Seeley, and then she's followed by Wiley Gustafson of Wiley in the Wild West. And that, if you can believe it, will complete the first month of the year. That's pretty, that's pretty weird. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's man, this year's already going by so quickly. Already going by. Yeah. yeah. And Trina Morris is going to be with us on Saddle Up America. And then Mark Bolander will be with us from Washington on uh, the last Thursday of the month. So all of that's on Saddle Up America. Campfire Cafe is really strong. So we want to invite everybody to tune in every Thursday, beginning at noon Central Standard Time for the Campfire Cafe, followed by Saddle Up America. Uh, give us a closing thought today, Miss Bobby. Well, I do actually have one. Um, you know, the other day was Jack London's birthday, January um, 12th. 1876 and um, you know what an incredible writer he was and I like this quote of his who knows what romance what adventure what love is lurking around the next turn of the road ready to leap out on us if we'll only travel that far that's closing thought good closing thought and I'm ready for all the while myself so anyway (laughs) It's it's been a fun day today. Be sure and join us next Thursday. Visit our website, equestrianlegacy.net. You can listen to over 600 shows that are archived. And be sure to check out things that are taking place on Rendezvous 
2021, both East and West, and also the Girl Meets West event that's taking place in just a few months. So just right now, let's going to close the show out with a great song by Willie Nelson. It's called Ride Me Back Home. Bobby Bell, we're going to ride things back home today. We'll see you next week on the Campfire Cafe in the middle of America. See you next week. Alrighty. We rode into battle, bareback and saddle. You took the wound in your side. You pulled the sleds and you pulled the wagon. You gave them somewhere to hide Now they don't need you And there's no one to feed you And there's fences where you used to roam I wish I could gather up all of your brothers And you would just ride me back home back home to a much better place blue skies and sunshine and plenty of space somewhere where they would just leave you alone somewhere that you could call home and you would just ride me back home small place up in the foothills where green grass is precious as gold I paid a fortune for what little I got here but you know that I sell my soul to have all the mountains the rivers and valleys Places where you need to roam I would just gather up all of your brothers And you would just ride me back home Ride me back home to a much better place Blue skies and sunshine and plenty of space Somewhere where they would just leave you alone Somewhere that you could call home And you would just ride me back home Ride me back home to a much better place Blue skies and sunshine and plenty of space Somewhere where they would just leave you alone Somewhere that you could call home And you would just ride me back home
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.